Hello, New York sports fans. Back in the episode of Jersey Turnpike Boys. Yes, we're back. I'm Zach, along with my co-host Nick. Nick, baseball is back. Baseball is back, Zach, and back in the win column, both teams. Uh, New York yeah. baseball is undefeated so far. Three games, yes. three wins. Yes, a couple interesting games, too. Uh, Yankees, Red Sox go into extra innings. And then, obviously, the Mets and the Nationals. Benches cleared yesterday as the Nationals struggle. Uh, National Nationals pitching staff struggles to command their pitches. Uh, we'll see if this is a theme uh, going forward this season, obviously. MLBs heavily cracking down the sticky stuff. So we'll see if this is a theme uh, throughout the season. How many Mets got hit in two games so far? McCann got hit twice. Alonzo got Alonzo, hit. Right? Yeah, both in the head, though. Yeah, both were really scary. The, well, Lindor's uh, x rays came back negative last night, I read. So, and he passed concussion protocol. So, nothing. I think you're in the clear with uh, Lindor. Well, that's because he had the chin guard. Luckily, he had the chin guard. Uh, he, got inspired by, he got inspired by Giancarlo Sen. Yeah. <laughs> but it's Nick Pete, too. Pete Alonzo is walking on death's door. Dude, that dude got hit in the face opening game. Did you see his car accident during spring training? Yep. Dude, that man has nine lives. So, luckily, Pete is okay. Uh, Lindor is okay. It's good to see the Mets' new additions. Getting some, uh, getting some hits. What about Marte those? with a couple of key RBIs? Kana's hitting like over 600 right now through the first two games. He's like looking pretty good. But uh, let's be realistic who the star of the Mets is right now. It's don't you know? It's Robbie Cano. Robinson Cano. Robinson Cano's looking good with the bat. I mean, you never doubted the talent of Robinson Cano. His he teammates really seem to like him. It, I, I think he's a valuable piece of this team. You know what? The DH being added to the National League is what the Mets kind of needed for someone like Robinson Cano. He's going to get some starts at second base, though. He's going to get a lot of starts at second base, I think. I think he should be an everyday DH. I think he's past his prime and can hit a little bit still. He he looked good in the field. I think he's going to get a lot of starts at second base, to be honest with you. Well, that's your problem, not mine. Um, because I think they're going to want to uh, – I mean, the Mets have a plethora of DH options, right, with Dom Smith, J.D. Davis. Uh, they can DH Jeff McNeil. The, the, the DH option for the Mets – the Mets have a lot of depth, uh, so they have a lot of different DH options. And Dom Smith yet yeah, hasn't found, like, a role in this team. I mean, I, I'm – I think he's slated to get the start tonight uh, – but, yeah, we'll see what Dom Smith's role is this season. I will say the Mets bullpen is uh, jumping out to me early. One earned run through seven innings pitched. Weakness of the Mets last year, bouncing back this year. Yeah, the Mets have had some good uh, – I have seen a good start from the bullpen. Obviously, other than that one Soto home run, they've been pretty flawless so far. But that's but, also one Soto. What are you going to do about that? It's also only two games, so – can't overreact, but yeah, well, they've looked good so far. giving up your most runs so far. Well, are you going to overreact to Jacob DeGrom being out for a month? What do you think about that? It's tough. It's a tough break. I mean, Scherzer did not look DeGrom-esque <laughs> last night. He struggled from the start, though, but he really settled into that game. 
he settled it and honestly gave us six good innings. Uh, and he did what he needed to do to win. But I guess it's TBD on DeGrom. I mean, we, we might not see him until June. So I'll tell you this right now, TBD Zach. There. You guys aren't going anywhere if DeGrom's not healthy. It happened last year. It's going to happen again this year. You are not going anywhere. Well, they have more depth. Coming. They have more depth outside of DeGrom. I mean, Scherzer's a number one starter in himself, right? You. They got Bassett to add some more depth. If Taiwan Walker pitches like he did the beginning of last year, another all-star pitcher on their staff. Uh, Tyler McGill looked pretty good opening day. So if he can pitch consistently too, he can be a big addition to that starting rotation. And then, you know, Carrasco was out a lot of last year, but he found some success last year too. So if he can, he's able to continue that into this season, I think the Mets can contend without DeGrom. Obviously DeGrom puts them in like, serious contention well you gotta worry about your division too if you have the Gram not pitch what's he gonna miss he's gonna miss four weeks so that's what eight starts well at least four weeks at least four weeks so that's at least what eight starts maybe no i can't do that math right I mean, it's it's really TBD. It's about five. Then starts. he's got a. Then he's. I think he's going to do some rehab assignments. He might even pitch like a minor a minor league game. Like it, it's it's really TBD. Like he where, might be out all of May. But this is where I think the concern is. If you're a Met fan, is your division is competitive as it is. You got the Phillies, who are a threat. You got the Braves, who are a threat. If you're missing the Grump for ten starts, that could be a difference maker in the post. Not in the postseason necessarily, but you want the division. And it could possibly even be a difference maker in a postseason spot, too, because you might. Yeah, with the expanded playoffs and the depth in this lineup, I mean, they should be okay without him. Like, you're obviously you're playing, they're, mu- they're, mu- they're much more of a serious contender with him, but they should be okay without him. You're playing, you're dancing a dangerous line if DeGrom misses significant time of trying to be one of the last couple of wild card teams. You dance yeah, but what do you do? You, you don't rush him back. You, well, you no, gotta, no, I'm not saying you rush him back, but I'm saying. You guys have some concern if he's going to be out a significant amount of time. Yeah, but it is what it is. I mean, the Mets are trying to control what they control on the field right now. And I think through the first two games, they look like a good cohesive unit. Honestly, I kind of like to see that the bench is cleared. One of the first guys out there, Robinson Cano, protecting his teammates. Uh, But I'm glad Buck got out of the dugout as soon as they – hit Lindor showed some toughness it, in this team resilience is it, so is it great good to, to see, see a fiery manager in Francis and uh Buck Showalter it is it is good to see a fiery manager so I mean the Nationals really they have obviously they were intentionally throwing at the Mets but the lack of command is concerning this really players health health and safety you guys got a lot more games against them than most people so have fun with that one yeah, right. A little bit of bad blood at getting get going straight from the get-go of the season. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Two wins. Maybe a nice opening sweep for against the Nationals, but I don't know. Nationals yeah. aren't that good. So we'll see what the Mets do when Philly's on Monday. I'll be in attendance for that. So I'll see. Uh, oh, nice. What they look like uh, out in Philly on Monday night. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move over to the opposite side of the uh, – City, Zach. A um, couple things to discuss with the Yankees. So, Yankees-Red Sox yesterday, a uh, wild extra inning game. Um, some fake baseball contributed to the game ending. 
That okay. I will point out that rule. The Yankees won the game. That rule is stupid. I mean, yeah, it is stupid, it but it is what away. it is. I mean, the Yankees benefited from it too. <laughs> the, the, Yankees, of the, the Yankees had to do what they had to do to get it. That's it is what it is. But oh, it was equal. Now, it was equal, yeah. But yeah. I don't. I was sitting there. I didn't realize they brought that rule back, and then I saw the um someone from the, the Red Sox got the second yeah. base. I was like, "You're kidding me! This is actually back this year." Whatever. It's a stupid ass uh, independent minor league. Uh, Format we're playing here for extra innings, but is what is. Um, I'm sure you got a little bit of laugh in the first inning, Zach. On Garrett yeah, Cole. Let's start from the beginning of this game. Obviously, one of the concerning items as a Yankee fan is Cole's start. Another subpar start against the Red Sox, kind of carrying over from that I wild card game. I won't go subpar. I had started I'll... off shaky, right? We'll stay that the first yeah. inning, yeah. and then he kind of settled into that game. Yeah. I mean, but, the Yankees kept him on a strict pitch count. I think he could yeah. have went a little longer into that game. No, I, I was when I was sitting there yesterday, and I saw Chad Green warming up, and then him out there. I was actually really surprised that they pulled Cole as early as they did. He only went four innings yesterday. He could have gone at least five. I think he could have gone another inning. Or at least I want to say at least on the fifth inning. I think he was Cole, only sixty-eight pitches. He was sixty-eight pitches. That's exactly what he was. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, I didn't think they could have thrown him out another inning, but especially because he was just settling in. But I like, I was mad after the game too. Did you hear his quotes after the game? What was the reason for the terrible first inning? Garrett Cole, I hate listening to Garrett Cole speak. <laughs> <laughs> what Kermit the Frog over there, <laughs> dude? You like, like you basically have to scrap everything he says in an interview. Just like, just like watch him play. Like he shouldn't even have to do interviews, <laughs> dude. He, but like. You know what I'm talking about, right? What like what he claims messed him up in the first inning? Was it the Billy Crystal thing? The I Billy think, Crystal thing. Yeah. So the game first pitch is supposed to be a 108 yesterday. First pitch ended up being at 112 because I guess Billy Crystal took a sweet time throwing the <laughs> throwing the first pitch. I mean, come on, Garrett, that's a bullshit you see, excuse. You see Garrett Cole flipping out in the dugout, which I think is even funnier part of this. But like that is that's a horrible excuse. Four minutes later. Because you start, because you threw your first pitch four minutes later than you were expected to. You had that terrible of a first inning. He he settled down. He once he got past that first inning and those three runs. Realistically, the three runs were in the first four batters of the game as well. Once he got past those first four batters, he was smooth sailing. But yeah, I I kind of agree. I think the start would have looked better if he hadn't gone. If Boone would have let him stay out for more than four innings, but is what it is. Um, Besides that, I'll say this one thing about the Yankee game yesterday, and hopefully it's something that carries over. The Yankees won a game yesterday that they wouldn't have won last year. Clutch hitting, comeback when needed, mm-hmm. hitting in big spots, doing what you need in big spots. The labor tour is hitting the sack fly on the pinch hit. Um, I was pinch hit in the 10th yesterday to tie the game. Yankees wouldn't have done that last year. Yankees, Yankees would not have done that last year. The Yankees got lucky because they play in Yankee Stadium too. That DJ home run would have only been a home okay. run at Yankee Stadium. Same with John Carlos, but you know what? I'm gonna throw something out there because I'm sick of hearing that bullshit. Because the wild card game last right. year, John Carlo had two the count as singles. Yeah, because you didn't hustle out the box. No, 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 it's no, 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 no,
MLB ballparks that would have been a home run in those two hits? Probably every single one. Because the 29, is- 29 ballparks. John Carlos, two hits in the wild card game would have been home yeah. runs. You want to know what the one field that, yeah. that wasn't I, a home I run? get it because it's Fenway. Fenway it's the Park. Wall. So, you know what? Don't give me that the bullshit. Monster. Don't give me that bullshit because – He should know that. Case. That's a team in their division. Well, I'm like – no, 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 no. I'm not talking about him. you got to hustle out the box. I'm, Zach, you you're the getting off monster. the – Zach, you're getting off the point. I don't okay, understand you your point. What's your point? So, you're, everyone's bitching about how, oh, those are only home runs in Yankee Stadium. Well, yeah. Okay. The Yankees also got screwed at two home runs in the playoffs last year because of Fenway Park. So, don't give me that shit. Like, it screws some people. It benefits others. It benefited the Red Sox in the wild card last year with their fields. It benefited the Yankees yesterday in their game on opening day. What do you fucking do? Still should have hustled out the box. Well, that's – it should have been a home run. Let's be realistic here. Yeah, but it wasn't. So he should have hustled out the box. Shut up, Zach. <laughs> um, going beyond that, though, yeah. Clutch hits when they need it. Um, comebacks, which I think the Yankees are still yeah. good at getting comebacks. But, you know. Donaldson single at the middle, something Yankees didn't do a lot of last year is hits with uh, runners in scoring position, a little small ball. So you're happy with that. Um, happy with uh, everything else. I'll point this out. I think DJ LeMay, who had a very good game yesterday. He did. And I think if he's healthy, I don't think he was healthy last year. If he's healthy and he returns to the MVP form, he was still in 2019 and 2020. Yankees are a dangerous team again. You can get that 300 hitter on the top of your lineup again. I like my chances. Um, yeah, besides Giancarlo look good. Um, ready to kill Joey Gallo because the guy, it was a miracle that he even made contact to hit a ground ball yesterday. Um, it saved you. It I'm saved us. Too. It, was, it was actually somehow one of the biggest plays of the game was Gallo actually making contact and hitting the ball. <laughs> Second bit hitting a ground ball to second base that luckily didn't hit going to a double play that would have ended the game, but um, yeah, uh, can't complain early on at least. Um, bullpen looked good, Michael King looked really good in relief of the two innings he pitched. With the he looked coach really runner. good. Um, his stuff looked nice, yeah, some good movement on King his pitchers. Great. Chapman looked solid too. So, a lot of the things you saw that were weaknesses last year for the Yankees, you saw them not do yesterday. So hopefully that carries on with the rest of the season. Um, Big story, Zach. And I think you may be a little bit more excited for this news. Kind of not ruin the mood of opening day a little bit, but the Aaron judge news yesterday was kind of put a little damper on the day. Yeah. I mean, pretty hard to turn down all that money. He's really taking a gamble on himself this year to produce. Uh, Yeah. He's, he's really, He's he's really gambling on himself. Aaron Judge is gambling a quarter of a million, a quarter of a billion dollars yeah. on this playing well this season. And for a guy who struggled to stay healthy, it's it's a bold move. Uh very gutsy. We'll see how it plays out, kind of thing. I'm just I'll point this out. The fact that he turned down the offer the Yankees gave him yesterday makes me think he's not gonna be back here next year. I didn't think the Yankees were going to go anywhere near what they offered him yesterday. And the fact that he turned that down, if you told me that the Yankees are going to offer him seven years at $213 million, 
and Aaron Judge didn't sign that, I'd tell you you were crazy. Because I think Aaron Judge wanted to be here, and the Yankees gave him realistically probably what he was looking for. But what he just wants like nine or ten years, right? He wants nine or ten years at around three hundred and fifty million. I think he wants a similar contract to Harper or Mike Trout, but no one's gonna give him well. This is where I'm why I don't think he's gonna be a Yankee next year is because I th- someone is gonna give him. I don't think someone's gonna give him that money, but someone will overpay for him. And that certain someone is in Queens. I don't think so. You don't think, oh, come on, Zach. You don't tell me that. I don't think they're going to roll out like Steve a $250 Cohen. million contract for him. And unless he goes absolutely bonkers this year, like I'm talking like 60 home runs hitting over 300 with like 130 RBIs. Like it'd have to be, a, he'd actually have to have like, if he, he'd have to win MVP this year. <laughs> if he, if he has another season like he did last year or 2017, He's not coming back to the Yankees next year because the Yankees. Aren't, I agree with that. I, I think, don't know if the Mets are going to sign him. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know who would pick him up. I don't. I think what the Yankees gave him is the ceiling. I don't think they're going to budge much from what they offered him. And if Aaron Judge is looking for what he's looking for, someone's going to offer him that. And I actually think the Mets are one of those people that might offer him that contract. And I don't think he's going to be back here mm. next year. I don't and see what, the Mets doing it. And what frustrates the crap out of me with this is. There seemed to be a lot of talk of, I want to be a Yankee my entire career. I want to be here. Um, be a tr- Yankee, probably the future captain if he's signed long-term. Yankees gave him a more than generous offer. He didn't want to take it. It just shows to me, it just says to me, I don't think that Aaron Judge truly wants to be a Yankee. That's what that I, says to me. No, I, I agree with that assessment. I think he's gone after the season. I think he's gone. I don't. I think it's the last season as Judge as a Yankee. So, well, well, as a Yankee fan, a bright side though, he is playing for a massive contract, so he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder this, well, this year. Is, so he might produce. He might produce a, a little better. This is this is the tough part, Zach. If you're a Yankee fan, are you rooting for maybe? Well, not rooting for. The good news is yes, he's going to have possibly a massive season. But the problem is. We're probably not going to retain him if he has that massive season. Like, are you rooting for an MVP? You're season? probably not going to retain him either way, to be honest. Okay, but let's go this way, Zach. What happens if he has an injury-prone year? No one goes anywhere near him after this. Let's say he only plays 50 games this year. Okay. He's not going to get any big money after this year if he has only plays 50 games. Yeah, I don't know what but he does. Does he if then just go back of a year? Because then, if because then obviously no one's going to offer him that big of a contract. Will the Yankees then be able to resign him? I don't know. Maybe like a Michael Conforto situation now. <laughs> it it really depends. It's on a bigger it's scale, be, but it's going to be bittersweet if Judge has a big year this year because if he has an MVP season, I don't think he's coming back. I. And you agree with that statement, but I 100 like, percent agree. I feel like, like, that's where I feel like, like most people would agree. That's where with it's that. tough. Yeah. I'm gonna love seeing. I would love to see Judge hit 40 home runs this year, but it's gonna be in the back of my mind that every home run he hits is that much closer to him not being in pinstripes, and it's gonna be a major. It's gonna look really. I think that's why Cashman may have posted the contracts to show that it wasn't there. That they did everything in their power to try and get him back. 
He's this has been a hundred percent. That's why Cashman did it. Cashman's like, look, we tried. This is what we did. Like, it's on he doesn't him. Want don't it. hate it's on me. Him. Don't don't give me shit. <laughs> it's on him. That's exactly why he did it. It it's just I can't believe he didn't sign that. If you like I said, if you told me five months ago they were going to offer him that, I didn't think they'd offer him anywhere near what they gave him. No, they gave him a fair and generous offer. I mean, no one can fault the Yankees for what they did. A guy who's hasn't played like two consecutive seasons without being injured. Like, yeah. I mean, they offered him a fair contract, like 200 plus million dollars. Yeah. I don't know. I okay. guess to his point, like Trout's been just as injured over the last four or five years as Judge. Yeah. But I mean, Trout's, I think, missed more games over the last four or five years than Judge. And he's getting paid this money, but Seager too. Yeah. I mean, there are, guys who, there are guys who are like injury prone who are getting these massive contracts, but yeah, if I were but judge, I really wanted to be a Yankee and they're giving me 200 million, I would just sign. sign that's what I'm, that's where I'm shocked. That's where I'm kind of disappointed with judging. I'm curious now too, with this now out there, obviously it's going to be better thrown under the rug for the next 161 games because Judging, you said my focus is on trying to win this year. He play the best I can because, well, granted, he's now gambling on himself, so he better be focusing on. I agree with that. Hey, John is finally, <laughs> he's finally um, going to play the best he can. But, like, Yankee fans have a strong memory. If Aaron Judge, let's say Aaron Judge goes to someone that offers him. I think he wants to go to California. Let's say he goes, to, okay, let's say the Dodgers sign him for 10. For I don't know if the Dodgers can afford to sign them off based on their payroll. I, I think the maybe uh, okay, let's go with Angels. Oh, him on the Angels. Too. No, no. With they can't Otani and yeah. Let's say imagine oh, the Angels got him. That they, let's say imagine like, the star power on that team. Okay, okay let's let's put into a fantasy. I'm just gonna make it up here. Let's say like the Detroit Tigers sign Aaron Judge to this massive. He's not going to Detroit. All right, sure. Just, we'll All just right. put that in. Now, if he comes now. As a Yankee fan, you're going to know he said he wanted to be in pinstripes his entire career. You know that Cashman gave him this very generous offer to keep him in pinstripes his entire career. Probably more than what they were wanting to offer him, they offered him. And then Judge turns around, has a massive season, then signs a huge contract with Detroit, let's say. Okay. If you're a Yankee fan, are you going to be – thankful for Aaron Judge, or are you going to be pissed off at him and hate him the rest of your career and think of him as a Benedict Arnold? Nick, you know it's Benedict Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you even asking this question? Aaron Judge comes up for his first at bat as a Detroit Tiger. They throw a popcorn beer at him. If I have to stop the game because of your harassed so much, you know it's going to be bad. Okay, that answers my no, question. No doubt in my mind, it's bad. Now, the other interesting point as a Yankee fan, I don't know where to feel with this. Like, are you going to be upset if Aaron Judge gets hurt this year? Like, you're going to be upset in the short term, but then when you think long term, you're going to be like, well, wait a minute. That may not be a bad thing, because now he might come back next year. And if he's healthy, he's an MVP player. It's a good question. Because I'm going the back ways of every home run he hits this year, is going to be one home run closer to knowing he's not going to be in pinstripes after the season. Well, do you want a guy on your team who you know, like, wants out? <laughs> That's the I mean, thing. He, I don't know if he wants out. That's the – his quote yesterday, and this is why I think his, 
he will be because this is his quote yesterday. It because obviously he spoke to the media after the game and after the news came out with the contract. At the end of the year, I'll be a free agent. Get to talk to 30 teams. The Yankees will be one of those teams. Realistically, I think Aaron Judge is trying to be greedy and get whatever he can at this point. Because this is going to be the only contract he ever sees in his pro career. Is he's 30 and this is his first actual contract. Yeah. Um, I, you know, is realistically, whatever he gets, the Yankees 100% of the resources and the ability to counter offer that. If someone goes out and offers him 10 years, 350 million, the Yankees 100% can afford to offer him that. It's a matter of if they want to. I don't think he's, I don't think he'd be worth 10 years, 350 million. I mean, that'd be that's like- what he's. That's what he's looking for. I don't think. I, I think he's being greedy personally. I think he gave him a very too. fair offer. I think he is too, and I don't. I don't want to say he doesn't want to be in pinstripes, but I think the money is screaming more to him than loyalty to the Yankees. They have two hundred thirteen million. You can do a lot of things with two hundred thirteen million dollars. I wish I had two hundred thirteen million dollars. <laughs> it must be. It must be nice to be in a position where it goes. Here, here's two hundred thirteen million. You want it? Nah. I'm good. I'm good, not man. Enough. Not, I, enough. not enough. Not enough. No, I can get more. That's like Juan Soto, though. Juan Soto turned down a huge contract as well, too. Imagine being in that position where $213 million goes, eh, that's nice, but not good enough. Crazy. Must not be nice. Um, Nick, I want to transition over to the, to the NBA a little bit. Oh, uh, can I brag about something while we're talking about the NBA? The last okay, time these mics were on, what did I say about Julius Randle? What do you want him gone? I know you. That I know you're a fan of getting rid of Julius Randle. That he has to go. What happens since we lost? Put the mics on. Obi put up 35 last night. Not only did Obi put up 35, Julius Randle also asked for a trade. Yeah. Did I not right? Did I not tell you he needs to go? Can you not tell me I was right? I mean, I'm not. I wasn't 100 arguing with you. But I mean, we'll see what they can get from him. I mean, Obi, Obi looks good, right? I think the story really is the emergence of Obi Toppin more than Julius wanting out. You know what, though? And maybe it's the story with the Knicks in general is, okay, you got to get rid of these veteran players now. You thought you could win with these veteran players. Granted, the season's been a complete disappointment. You thought you were going to A lot of injuries. I mean, Derrick Rose out like the whole season. Nerlens Noel. I wonder how many games did Nerlens Noel play this year. I think it was like under 10 games. He barely played you know, this season. You know what, though? What you've learned, though, especially recently with Julius being out with injuries, is the young core that you do have here that you need to start building around. Do you think they keep I, Mitchell Robinson? That's also a big thing. With the emergence, Jericho Sims has looked pretty good. So, But you've learned that you have gone. you learned that you have a core in Barrett, Toppin. Well, Barrett got hurt last night. It's, it looks, it looks like he's going to be okay, just a sprain, but yeah. But quickly's played well too. You know, you got yeah. guys here that you can build around for the future. You're going to need another star in here to maybe build with RJ Barrett, and then Obi can be a third guy. But this is where they need to go now. They don't need to go into a full rebuild, but they need to start building around this young core that is continuing to develop. And you've seen them really emerge in the last ten or so games. This team needs a good point guard. That's why they really miss Derrick Rose, I think. Because Burks, I mean, I'm a fan of Alec Burks. 
Like, don't get me wrong, but he, he just – he's a good bench player. He's just not an NBA starting point guard. You know what the Knicks need, Zach? What? To learn how to play in the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah, that's also a good point. The, the Nets-Knicks game the other day – Oh, the, what were the, I think the Knicks were up. One. The Knicks were up seventeen at the half. I want to say. I think they were game. up like twenty-one at one point in that game. Yeah, they were up like 21, 22 in the third, and they ended up blowing that game. I think the Knicks definitely lead the NBA in uh, fourth quarter uh, blown leads. The Knicks have been okay. The Knicks have been outscoring their last ten games, two eighty-nine to two hundred six in the fourth quarter. Not good. Not good. Speaking of the the Nets, that's got a nice win last night over Cleveland. I don't – I'm not going to lie, Zach. New York basketball is not going to be around much longer. The Knicks are obviously done. They're out of the playoffs. We just want to see Obi and Barrett and Quickly and all the young guys perform and see what we got that we build around for the future. Um, Well, I doubt Barrett's going to play the last game. That's that's fine. I don't care about that. But – the Nets, I don't think, have much are going to be around much longer either. They're what? Are they in the, the first? Seed? I think are they the eighth seed right now? Yeah. So they're in the. They're, they're in, the, in plan. the plan. Yeah, they're locked in the plan. They're definitely going to be in the plan. But like, do the Nets? Kyrie's back full. Time. Okay, that's good. But you're not going to have Simmons. You don't have a third guy behind Kyrie and Durant. And you can't rely on Durant and Kyrie to take you through the playoffs. Durant's injury prone. Kyrie's played what? How many games this year? Like 30 games. 30 games. You think he can go a whole playoff series? And, and with no Simmons now, you don't have a third star. Seth Curry hasn't been playing at all. There's a lot of – Seth Curry uh, had a clutch three last night. Uh-huh. He did have a clutch three last night. but Actually, the Nets moved up to the seven spot with the win over Cleveland last night. So my mistake there. So they're going to be the number one matter. team in the plan. It doesn't matter. They're work. They have an uphill battle to climb in the playoffs as it is, and I don't think they're a playoff built team because Durant, Adam, and Kyrie can't carry the workload all themselves. You don't have Steve Nash isn't a good coach. Let's be realistic here. You don't have the coaching either to make push you through an NBA Finals, especially when things get tough. Where now you don't have Simmons. There's going to be days you don't have Seth Curry. You don't have a third guy. Yeah. I agree. I mean, they really need Simmons in the lineup. I thought I thought Durant and Kyrie could carry this team, but the way they've been wow. playing lately, no. I, wow. I don't think I, they can do it. I just I mean, more think if they get past the play, it looks like they're going to play Milwaukee first round of the playoffs. That, that actually, I think, will be an entertaining series, but, but I got to favor the Bucs the there. NBA, on top of that, you're already at a disadvantage playing in the play-in tournament. Couple extra games, yeah. Couple They'll extra games there. Out. But the playoffs is a gauntlet. Nonstop seven round series, seven game series for what, four rounds? Yeah, and then you start off against Milwaukee, defending on the Then you champions. start off against Milwaukee, too. <laughs> like I said, Kyrie's only played 30 games. I don't think he's can. And on top of that, there's no rhythm with it. Kyrie, you, he's played 30 games, but probably about 15 of those games were him being in and out of the lineup. So there's no. I mean, they've been practicing now. They definitely have some rhythm yeah, at this but, point. I mean, but you don't 30, not three games, so it's yeah, decent sample size. But there's – you don't have enough of a rhythm. I think you need that rhythm all season with this team, which you haven't had with Duran and uh, Tyree. You don't, now don't have Simmons. 
you're relying on Duran, who's not really that healthy of a player, to be a superstar. Well, if Duran gets hurt, then the Nets Kyrie on top of that, too, <laughs> I don't think is conditioned to be ready for the playoffs either. So I don't have faith in the Nets getting past Milwaukee. If they get past the play-in, which I think they will, I don't think they're getting past Milwaukee. I think they lose a six-game series to Milwaukee. I think that will be a good Milwaukee. series, though. I think the Nets will put Nets will have some fight in that series. Yeah, but I think it goes five or six games. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the Nets haven't shown enough. They need basketball Simmons. Seasons, basketball season's over, Zach. Basketball I mean, season's over. Do you think Simmons plays if they get past the play-in? Well, he's – what is it right now? He's not going to play in the play-in. Will he play in the first round if they make it past the play-in? I think it's a maybe. I think it's a TBD. But, but let's even be realistic here. That'd be no practice, Simmons, just going right Simmons, into <laughs> Yeah, Simmons has not played a single game. This this whole team, really, when you're throwing out there in the playoffs, let's say Simmons is out there for the first round. This whole team has not played together. There's no chemistry, no thinking. Steve Nash isn't a good coach. So you can't really use a coaching ability to help get that, overcome that either. I wouldn't necessarily say he's a bad coach. I just think the Nets have had so much adversity this season. So many injuries, like drama, trades, uh, Simmons not get coming, like obviously having like the mental health issues and then the herniated disc and not playing a single game this season. I mean, it's just – he's had so much happen like with this team off the court. Like it's definitely been a distraction. It's been – it, it's definitely a huge challenge as a coach. The fact that they're still like they're five games over 500, they're they're seven seed right now. I mean, they're gonna. I'd be shocked if they don't move past the plan. Like they're gonna be in a seven game series. I don't think he's done a terrible job. I mean, is he the best coach in the league? But no. But okay, let me ask. I don't this. think he's done a terrible job. If you team. need, if you need, if you want to rank ten coaches that are currently in the NBA to be the coach, you need to. Builds to win an NBA uh, title. Would you put Steve Nash in there? No, but I wouldn't put him bottom 10. Would you put him as one of the best? Co- would you put him in the bottom of the coaches that are in the playoffs? I'd say yes. I think he'd be one of the worst coaches. He's one of the worst coaches that will be in the playoffs. Who, who, who coaches Charlotte? I don't even know who their coaches. <laughs> I don't know. Probably better than Steve Nash, though. Steve Nash is just looking a at the playoffs. Yes, man, puppet that just needs to keep um, the peace with Kate. Needs to keep Katie and Kyrie happy. Um, you know what's There is no NBA playoffs in New York, or little NBA playoffs in New York, but there is going to be some hockey playoffs soon. Yeah, you're very excited for the Rangers making a playoff appearance. Well deserved. They have, they've had a really good season. They haven't clinched it yet, but with a win today. They can clinch it. Um, and now we're battling for first in the Metro. Carolina lost last night to the Islanders. Um, two more games against uh, Carolina this season, both at the Garden. Rangers could win the Metro. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they've had good goaltending play, good defense play. Uh, and obviously, Criers had career season. So, I mean. Criers had a career season. They deserve it. I mean, and then you got Panarin and then. The Banajad. The had yeah, he's he's coming along. Second best center in the metropolitan area, but behind obviously Jack Hughes. But if yeah. I, I could smack you right now, I would. 
Um, but I was in a peculiar situation last night, Zach. So <laughs> what was your peculiar situation? So I turned on the Islanders uh, Hurricanes game last night. Okay. So Hurricanes have a game in hand on the Rangers of two points already. So they won last night. They're up four points on the Rangers. Yeah. Islanders with a regulation loss last night would have clinched the Rangers a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. So I was in the peculiar situation of I was rooting against – I was actually rooting against the Rangers' playoff clinching scenario last night of the Islanders losing in regulation because I wanted the game to get closer to Carolina. So I rooted for a rival team to not lose – and for my team not to be officially locked into the playoffs last night. Because I want to get close to Carolina. I want that Metro title. What do you think of that situation, Zach? Would you, would you root for the Islanders, too, if you were in my situation? Yeah, I would. I get it. <laughs> I've done the same thing in the past. So. You'd root for – so let's put it into – You root for your rivals. No, you don't. You do not root for your rivals. If, it's, you the cl- if it's the clinch spot, I mean, no, maybe not no, the no, Phillies, no. though. It's not to clinch a spot. So the Islanders needed to lose last night to clinch a spot. Wait, so you just want to see it like you want to see them win and like celebrate in the locker room? No, 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 no. So Hurricanes are up two points on the Rangers with the game in hand right now. Or they were last night, going to last night. Okay. So they play the Islanders last night, and the Rangers have two more games against the uh, Hurricanes. So, for a chance to possibly overtake them in the Metro. So, Islanders going to Carolina last night. Um, if they lose in regulation, the Rangers are officially locked into the playoffs. But I'm in a position where I actually was rooting for the Islanders to win that game last night because I want the Hurricanes to lose the game in hands. And now with both the Rangers and the Hurricanes playing 71 games, the Hurricanes are only up two points on the Rangers right now. So I rooted – instead of rooting for a rival team to lose so my team can officially be locked into the playoffs, I rooted for them to win so I can get closer to getting the conference title. Would you have done Got the same it. thing? Would you have done the same thing in my situation? I guess so. I, I'm not sure. The Devils don't put me in that situation because they just <laughs> suck consistently and have no goaltending play. So Well, I'll, I want to read something for you, Zach, because – it was something I read the other day, and this is what the problem with the Devils has been. I know we talked about it a lot, but I want to give you some data and analytical numbers, courtesy of Steve Alcat. I don't even know if you know who Steve Alcat is. Of course I know who Steve Alcat is. Okay. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't even know if the, I want it. Do I even want after, to hear this? After the game against the Rangers uh, earlier this week, where – uh, Brandon Schneider made you guys your bitch, by the way. Um, so, yeah, suck on that. Um, so, the Devils, in their last six games against opponents, they graded on high-danger shots, low-danger, mid-danger shots, and low-danger shots. And it goes with the expected goals against is against the average goal. Wait, you said they're giving up high-danger shots, low-danger so, shots? So, it shows every high-danger shot the Devils have – Taken, taken or faced? Both. So it's going to be okay. both. So the number of high danger shots in the last six games is 42. The number of mid percentage shots is 19. The number of low is 100. So the Devils have scored 17 goals in those uh, 
games, their expected goals is 19.18. So it basically does on a mid percentage shot, what percentage of those shots go in based on right. the number of shots. Make sense? Yeah, yeah. That makes so sense. the Devils scored 17 goals on an out of a expected 19.18. In their last six games, they faced 163 chances. These are their opponents now. 163 chances against the Devils. 41 of them were 18. 18 of them were uh, high percentage shots. Three of them were mid percentage shots and low percentage shots. So actually, I had that wrong. But basically, you get what I'm saying. Their expected goals given up was supposed yeah. to be 18.7. Was it like 30? Want to guess how many goals were actually scored? 30. I'm going we with were 30. close. 28. In their last six games, they gave up 10 more goals than they were supposed to. The goaltending gave up 10 more goals than they were supposed to. I mean, you're, you're, you're not telling yeah. me anything I don't know. <laughs> but I'm putting it in numbers for you now. That's, yeah. That just actually shows where the devil's problems have been. It's been that they are literally playing a backup AHL goaltender right now. Yeah. This is their third and fourth string goalie. These guys are not ready for the league. Yeah. They, they shouldn't be in the NHL. They and shouldn't they even up, be backups in the NHL. And they're giving up 10 more goals than they were supposed to give up in the last six games. No, I feel like if Blackwood was at net, this team like wouldn't be bad. They'd be I around where the they'd be around where the Islanders are right now, I think. Yeah, I mean that's they, not they'd be a contending team, I feel like. I don't they'd be like a fringe playoff team. Like probably not, but they'd be like competitive to getting a playoff spot, I think. Maybe. I think they'd be um, over five hundred. They'd be over five hundred. That's not that doesn't mean playoffs. What? what are they now? They're like twelve games <laughs> under. How many games under five hundred are they? Well, they're at the bottom of the Eastern Conference. The problem is too the Eastern Conference is stacked. Like the Islanders are probably the last team out, but they're like at least fifteen points out of a playoff spot. Devils right now. Are 24 and 41. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think they'd be around. The Islanders are 33 and 28. Yeah, I feel like that's pretty fair. They'd be around yeah, there. But the Islanders are the last team out of the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. They're 11 points out of a playoff spot. Yeah, I mean, the Devils work. right now have 54 points. I mean, it's been a disaster of a season. Uh, you hate to see it. You just hate to see it, Zach. So. It is what it is. Uh, hopefully Blackwood will come back next year and produce but another year down the toilet for the Devils. Yeah, have fun. Your misery is almost over. Let's go Mets, baby. Let's go Mets. It's Mets season now. Yeah. So. Oh, well. A lot of baseball to play, Zach. A lot of Ranger hockey. Playoff hockey to play as well when we win the Stanley Cup. Right, we'll see. I think that's all the time we have for today. Uh, as always, guys, thank you for t- tuning in. And if you're not following us already, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and on TikTok. Yeah. Appreciate you guys listening as always. I'm looking forward to bragging about some Yankees uh, wins this season, maybe some Mets losses. And we'll see you Let's guys go next Mets. Time. Let's go Mets.